Nina and it would be just great to hear you know, how long have you been at the market, what's your story and how did you... Um, so I was born and raised in Southwark, so um, Eastview Market is something, a place I've always been. Market was something that my mother and my grand grandmother walked all the way through probably three times a week and I was usually with them. At that time, I'm at this end of the market, the Woolworth Road end. Uh, with stuff, yeah, I'm very long time, maybe more than twelve years. Yeah. Something like this place, which me and my grand used to always go to. Okay. And it was crazy because I had like my mask on and my glasses. What size that, is like, this? Like you get to know everybody. It's become family. Yeah. Most of them I just call brother or sister. We don't actually say names. Yeah. Just say hi, brother, hi, sis. And we help each other. If somebody's stuck for storage, yeah. we'll actually accommodate them in our little barrels and help oh. them if they stop. Back then, more you're friendly, more you're, it's, it's nice. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's great. It, it feels, it, it does kind of feel like home. It's like, it feels like a comfort blanket. Even though you don't know any of those people that are speaking language, you just kind of feel like, oh, that's my mum that you're hearing every time because they sound like your mum. And you also feel like, okay, that's a connection that I can pull on if I wanted to, if I wanted to approach them. It's something like amazing you can talk about. Um, and it just feels like, oh, at least there's somewhere that I can still feel seen or still feel like, oh, I know this. Um, Eastview Market is a few miles from Young, Young Vic, just off the brown above, Elephant Castle, right around the corner from Warfront. Eastview Market is where we are now. Um, my name's Chloe, I'm here with Simon, and the rest of our group comprises of Naomi, Chantal, Lorna and Monique. These streets have been established since 1870, yeah. wow. so we've seen a lot of transformation and also the different types of traders. Originally it was predominantly English, no Jewish, then it became English. Um, now we've got multicultural and it's nice. Um, we get more and more funding from the local authority in order to develop East Street because we're going to try and cater more for Koreans and Japanese and Chinese that are living at the top of Elephant and Castle. Yeah. So when they come down, they sort of look at it and they don't really understand it so much. But it'd be nice if we can have a bit more shops coming in and interacting yeah. with us so they can come down. But they do come down for the fruits. Yeah. Yeah, they do come down and have a look. Okay, I started in the market in 1983. Um, initially, it was Deptford Market that we sort of did two weeks stunt, and then we decided to move down to East Street because it seems to be more local, yeah. and the community was more accepting and very comfortable to work. Plus, there's a barrow store, and there's lots of um, encouragement to develop your business. The council provides um, storage. Um, we have people that actually bring our stores out for us, so we're not lugging the, the goods ourselves. Um, you can leave the store, um, the goods overnight in the barrows, mm -hmm. and also we get lots of funding from the local council, okay. Southwark Council. Um, they provide us some, some free barrows, um, sometimes they put events on for us, um, festivals, we have the Latino festival as well. Vivimos cerca, vivimos muy cerca. Um, es un emprendimiento que yo lo tengo, es una cosa que la quiero hacer hace tiempo. Eh, no le hicimos antes debido a que nuestro inglés es no muy fluido, pero bueno, ahora que ya tengo tres años aquí en Londres, eh, estoy más eh, suelta con el idioma 
Y bueno, ya hemos hecho todo el trámite de la licencia, de todo para trabajar aquí. Primero porque queda cerca de mi casa, tengo acá muy cerca. Y bueno, eh, nuestra meta es empezar aquí y bueno. Y, eh, bueno, eh, nosotros, eh, yo me dedico más que nada a la empanada, okay. la empanada argentina, o sea de carne, de vaca, de pollo, eh, vegetal y el sándwich de milanesa. Yeah, this market is a great market, you know, even though maybe even if I retire, but I still wish this market exists. It has to carry on. This market is about more than 100 years old and it's a fantastic market and it's got a history here. Charlie Chaplin was brought up here and he, he, Charlie Chaplin was brought up here and also we had our senior, trade, uh, senior trader, Mr. John Wallington, who was our general secretary for our SES, which is called Southern Association of Street Traders. And he used to have his classmate, Michael Kane. Michael Kane used to be his and he used to be his classmate. And, they, and uh, Mr. John Wallington uh, also was a trader here. Would you hear about Charlie Chaplin? Yeah, so yeah. we've heard a bit about the story of Charlie Chaplin visiting the market. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, there is, he used to live around here. Yeah. So in a lot of his films, like he would recreate East Street. Oh. Yeah, because like um. Wow. So it was very like obviously it's very different. It's much more poverty, but if you look at like, I think it was just kind of like the familiarity. Like we kept coming here because my mum used to come here a lot as well. Um, I think it was kind of like walking through here to go to school. That yeah. always kind of like look at all the toys. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I want this one and this one. And like me and my friends would kind of compare. What did you do? How long did you stay? Um, it'd be like going up to West End. It was like, it was a whole thing. So it's the fact that you can get your clothing, your food all on one street. Hi, Maya. Hey, Simon. Hello. Um, I thought we'd start uh, just as we're walking through East Street Market for you to tell us uh, your, your, about your visits from when you were a um, kid. So yeah, I've been coming here, I think, since as long as I can remember, especially because I used to go to Robert Bryan School, which was like just along, kind of along the street here. Um, so I've been coming here, so like, yeah, it's very, very tidy. I've seen like a lot of changes. I feel like that one spirit thing that hasn't gone is like the spirit of it. Because um, I kind of moved out of the area and then came back and things still kind of felt the same, even though like a lot of things have changed. Um, I came shopping like to this place, which me and my grand used to always go to. Okay. And it was crazy because I had like my mask on and my glasses. And that, like literally that guy at the counter there. Yeah, yeah. It was very much like a cultural thing. It was kind of nice like, see my grand buy all these things that she would like buy at home like back in Jamaica and still kind of have that like connection to it so she used to live um, the like New Kent Road so really close we would just like come down here um, and yeah just buy what she needed and she always had like a set stores that she had to kind of hit and because she'd be coming here for years like everyone just knew her so she was like a proper little like local celebrity and she just kind of friends with it. Hi, my name's Chris Brown. Uh, I was born in 1954, so I'm 68 now. And I've been coming to the markets in the Pratt with my mum since about the age of two. So it's about 1956. The market was something my, my mother and my grand, grandmother walked all the way through, probably three times a week, and I was usually with them. At that time, I've, at this end of the market, the Walworth Road end, uh, you had 
stalls, much like it's, it's mainly um, vegetables and uh, fruit and veg stalls. But you did have this end have a number of things like a big ice cream parlor on the end. I always mm, remember stopping yeah. there for the ice cream. And um, there's a peanut stall here, which we often got peanuts from. And we used to go a lot to the A1 stores, which is just around the corner, which is the records and lots of electrical, electrical goods. Uh, so also down the market, from this end right down to the other, there was lots of pubs. My mum and dad weren't big pub goers, but they often used to have a pub, a, a drink in one of the pubs while they were coming up down the market. So the cottage of good intent over there is probably the only one that's still left. Uh, as we went down a bit further, there was a, uh, a, a stall along here. I always remember when I was very young, uh, my man buying some live eels. They were in a metal bucket here on the left hand side. And my, my, my grand used to take them home and cut them up while I was still alive. Uh, so it's very much a working class market. Um, and every Sunday he'd be open, just on the Sunday, come down here and get whatever new, new LPs were that were coming from America. What records did you buy? Uh, from the 60s, I was buying folk and progressive rock music. Traffic. Another famous store just along here was um, Sarsaparilla. Sarsaparilla is a, basically a West Indian drink, but you know, Aldwin's is the famous Sarsaparilla shop over there, which is on Moor Russia. But there's a store down here that's on Old Aldwin's Sarsaparilla and other drinks, and everyone uses salt. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I, I went away to university in early 70s and I came back and I lived uh, above some shops in water over my parts at the time and um, then I used to come down and get my regular shopping for myself which would include you know all my fruit and veg which at one point it's not here anymore I don't believe but at one point Morris Cat was the busiest cat in London wow. in terms of takings wow. because this was an incredibly busy market and everyone went there it's big down that bit down there, it was full of stalls that weren't part of the market. People selling their own household goods and buttery and cats and puppies and anything. Down down, <laughs> just down that road there, you could get anything you wouldn't think to get. Yeah. You could get them over part of Brick Lane as well in, in Pedagogue Lane Market. Yeah. But this was the bit in the street market. Um, there was three streets down there. Which aren't there anymore, one of which I used to live in with my mum and dad. And my, my, that's where we were when I was a young kid before I went to university. And my mum died last December, uh, 93, and she lived 400 yards away from where we used to live on an estate around there, Golden Salisbury Estate. So it's been part of her life. And she used to, up until about the age of 90, used to still come down here probably twice a week. Uh, but she didn't like the sauce. She didn't really like the market anymore because it wasn't her sort of people. My name is Monique. I am 30 years old. Um, I've been coming to the market since I was toddler. Tell us about your experience in the market. When did you, what are your memories? Um, so I was born and raised in Southwark. So um, Eastview Market is something, a place I've always been um, because it's far more affordable. And back when Back in the day, there weren't as many shops to go shopping. Like, I think when I was a kid, it was like Primark. That was like the only shop. And maybe like CNA. And 
growing up, my mum would bring us here because um, she is an immigrant from Ghana. And Ishii Market is one of the places where you can get quite a few of the foods and hair products that um, we, like she would find back home or that we would eat. And quite a few people that she knew um, and family members grew up in this area. And one of my earliest memories actually coming here was getting school shoes. Mm. <laughs> nice black school shoes from London Market. It's a plantain is something that we'd always get here. Um, hair products, because a lot of the mainstream shops do not have my hair products. Um, also my hairdressers around here. Um, so yeah, just like little trinkets and sometimes you get some really good like vintage charity clothing. Yeah. Yeah, this bit of the market is really interesting because it's it's kind of like it's divided in two where that bit's really busy and this bit's always kind of been the quiet a bit. Yeah, um, but I have like more like... It's very quiet today. There usually is more here. Yeah, yeah. Down here. But I, I think as a kid, I would always forget that it went on for so long. I felt like I was going somewhere really different if we came down this bit. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's not on your walk home as well. Yeah, it's a visit direction. But yeah, sometimes I used to walk this way to visit my grand. I had a friend who lived down there and I went to a birthday party quite easily. And because you're sometimes, a lot of the time, my mum will bump into like one of our aunties or whatever. So you're there standing there watching your mum talking for ages. So it, it was like, that was your day done. You come here. Um, so first of all, would you mind telling us a little bit about your stall and how long you've been working at the market? Uh, I sell hope with stuff. Yeah, I'm very long time, maybe more than 12 years. Here. Yeah. And have you always been selling the same thing? And have you always had the same position of stall at the market? Yeah, yeah. same thing, same stall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same position. And how have you noticed the market change in terms of the types of stalls that people have, the type of people that come to the market, your customers? Customers still same, but the market is changing a lot. It's uh, uh, reduced a lot. Before this market is very big, mm -hmm. very big. The whole market is very long, more than uh, it's very a lot, a lot of trade. By now, nearly half. You have like a lot of loyal customers that come to you every week. Do you see the same faces, or is it all different people who are just interested in what you sell? I got a lot of customers, but the problem is the recent special pandemic. Mm. A lot of customers already moved to all Zealand. So they call me, they want to meet delivery. Mm -hmm. so it makes things get very difficult now. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you sell your products anywhere else or just at this market? Uh, most time is this market. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So how long have you been working at East Street Market? So long, so long, <laughs> 52 years I've been working. And how would you say that your time has changed over those 52 years? Um, it's changed in all different ways, but I think in general England's changed, doesn't it? Our culture's changed, people's attitudes changed. Obviously you can't use your car as much as what you used to years ago where people used to come to the market from outside London outside central London uh, and bring their cars in, they don't do that now because things are more local so they can go shopping now. Uh, I've already touched on the subject of the internet as well. So it has affected markets in general and to generate the money they've uh, allowed people to sell more than one item so they're selling in multitudes and it, it does cut down on the amount of 
you know, decent stocks that you've got in the markets these days. Um, so, you know, where you can buy anything, as I've discussed before, you you can't do that so much now. And then, so can I ask about your stall itself? So have you always been selling clothing or did you try a few different things? Yeah. Uh, I started selling ladies' clothing, and I'm still with it. <laughs> and I'm still with it, and that's common. And until today, I'm still selling ladies' clothes. No. I haven't changed at all. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still. And have you noticed? I ask. Have you noticed a change in the type of customers that come now to buy from your yes. stores? Oh, there's a lot of changes of customers who are buying from our store because years, uh, those 25, 30 years ago, we used to get customers who were coming like African. Customers used to come here and they used to buy from them in a, quite a big quantity and they used to buy from us a big quantity and take it over to Africa and sell it over here. But now because the trend has changed that they're already having the Chinese people doing those wholesaling in China, in Africa itself. So that's why they, we don't get the big, big hunters now buying from us. As far as the development is concerned around the area of East Street, it's yeah. like good developments are going on. We're having good flats and uh, yeah. apartments and all that being built. Hopefully, we get them as uh, as our punters. Yeah. But it looks like because of technology, I think they may, they might not have a time to come to the market, and they might just go on the internet and order on online and all that. Yeah. So, so obviously, you've been talking quite a bit about some change. Is there anything else that you've noticed specifically? So you've mentioned the internet being one of the big changes. Have you noticed a, a change in like the other people who are selling here, or the kinds of things people are selling? Yes, the kind of people who are selling yourself change. Because the traders, what I find them, they were more professionals. Right. And all the traders, they're really experienced. And now we're getting a new traders, but no doubt the council is also helping them, giving them uh, business uh, to do, help them with these uh, business seminars and this and that. But uh, at the end of the day, but we need the quality. The quality is not there we get a lot of uh, stuff here which have been sold here maybe there's a bit uh, not as good as the upmarket used to be and because that, I think that's the main reason for that is we used to have manufacturing done in London those years okay. and we used to have the jumpers and the sweaters and neat vessel we, uh, was uh, being manufactured in uh, Manchester and whereby the other clothing and most of it was being manufactured in uh, London down in Hackney and seven sisters and all down in Tottenham and all that and we traders used to go there mm -hmm. and buy buy from those people from the factories and come and sell it over here and those people who are doing the CMT which is called cut make and trim for the big big companies like shops like Richards and uh, New Look and all that so we used to get the stock from them but as when the China joined the WTO and everything went to there and also Everyone, they started opening the Eastern European countries, they started opening the factories down there. But now the trend is different now. We're getting a lot of stock coming from, uh, from, from China before, but now it's from Bangladesh, India and Mauritius. We're getting a lot of stuff from there. But it was good though, those years when the manufacturing was down in, down in, uh, done in England. Okay. So you get a good stock then. Yeah. What, so when you walk through the market today, like we just did now, how, how, how do you feel? Um, I'm glad it's still here. I think markets are a great thing. You know, London's got, still got some great markets, but I suspect all of them suffer from the same thing, that people have too many 
other places to go and get their shopping now. You know, there's lots of whole foods places. You're not going to get much vegan stuff down here. You might get a few uh, Indian stores which might sell some stuff like that. So people, young people, certainly don't come down here. If you look around, well, I say don't, but there are very few young people come down here. Um, and I say, I, when I used to come down, this was rammed. It was, and it, it was rammed from nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, I, there's places along here that are only just putting their market stalls up. At, you know, and I arrived at 11 o'clock or 10.30. Mm. Uh, but you'd have been up and down twice by then in, in the yeah. old days. Um, so, yeah. If you read any of the, um, you know, the local sites on markets and that, you'll find that a lot of people are discussing that online and saying it's not like it used to be. Well, I'm sorry to say it isn't like mm, it used yeah. to be. Yeah. You know, um, but as I say, times have changed, so yeah. you're going to get that in whatever walk of life you're in. So, yeah, I've had a good time. So, yeah, and as I say, with with, the, with all, a lot of the pubs going and places like that, people that were hubs of the community uh, are also there to keep an eye on what's going on and report it back. I, suspect, I mean, I know I used to work in housing and council. There was a housing officer managing every... At the end, when I left, probably managing 300 tenancies each. Mm. I know from being in touch with some of the people that are still there now, that's probably 2,000 tenancies per housing officer. And given the amount of problems and difficulties associated with council housing, they're much greater now probably than they were when I was working there. I think that's almost impossible to manage. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I suspect things like the market are a real peripheral thing in terms of what the council can spend money on. I, I don't, I'm not sure it ever can recapture former glories. If you if you go on to certain websites like the War of Society, uh, uh, you'll see pictures of literally the thousands and thousands of people who are coming down here on any given day. That I don't think is ever going to happen because, as I say, there aren't that many thousands and thousands of working class people living around here. It could become, I guess, a, a more middle class market. And uh, I think middle class people who don't come down here, they would if they had the rights and the things that they like to come down for. Um, so, but whether they come, uh, as you know, Simon, there's a, a, a market at Hearn Hill, which is very middle class, middle to upper class, and it does well. It's nowhere near as big as this, but it does well because it attracts people with the produce that they want to see. Yeah. Uh, that's the main, main thing. They could do that here, but whether it work or not, I don't know. And they're not necessarily uh, part of the local community. The people that come in and no. do the stalls, they're often like a, a larger kind of, they've got stalls in many different markets, etc. Yeah, originally it was meant to be anyone, everyone that went to the Wahern Hill market had to be within a certain radius, and it was vetted by the local community who would come in there, but that's, that's again, gone. gone, yeah. So, um, I think like you used to be able to kind of find everything, yeah. whereas now it, it feels a bit more niche, which yeah. I guess makes sense because people are just trying to make as much money as yeah. they can to keep up with things. Um, yeah, I think it's kind of in on itself a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And is it less busy than you remember? Yeah, definitely. Because used to like, especially at that bit, that like, kind of during that peak times, you really have to like run through people to mm. be able to get through. We um, wouldn't have been able to do this interview on if it was really busy. <laughs> no, we'd have to like kind of I don't know go down one of the side streets or something. Um, but yeah, this is.
increasingly you saw shops and stalls reflecting what those people wanted. Yeah. And that certainly there was a migration of white working class people out of this area. Yeah. So things changed as throughout London. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily regeneration initially. It was more just uh, the natural change of people becoming more aspirational in the 70s and 80s. Because I guess there's two things, isn't there? There's the like the actual cultural, uh, yeah. social change of the area and the new new waves of migration, etc. And then also the ways in which the markets change because of either it being uh, how it's how the um, how the regulations change, how the economy's changed, and those sorts of things. And I wondered if that's something that you have any kind of knowledge on or insight into. Um, well, I would obviously say that from the 70s onwards, when you had the proliferation of the supermarkets, there was a big, there was a big thing that happened in, in the early 70s, was that the Elephant and Castle shopping centre opened. Yeah. Whilst it was never the most successful shopping centre in, in the world, it tr started to draw people away from the market to it because it had a big Tesco's and what have you in it. Yeah. And of course, people in the 70s had more access to cars, uh, and so more and more large supermarkets were built down the old Kent Road and on, you know, more off road in the Elephant Castle, so people could get in their cars and go and do big shops. Yeah. And that certainly had an impact on the market. It started to open a bit less often. And um, yeah, as I say, you, you've got a lot of uh, that plus the, the people that were coming in from outside having different types of stalls, it meant it, it didn't appeal so much to um, a lot of the people that had originally come down here. Um, right, well. Do you think that's one of the things that's caused it to decline and it's like the, how busy it is? Or, and, or are there other factors as well? Um, along with the decline of uh, people moving out, you, clearly, which, what I said earlier on about the number of pubs that were down here, you can see they're not here anymore. So yeah. another factor in the fact that people have stopped doing certain things, coming down here means there's a pub over there, there's one around the corner, you'd have your breakfast in one of the pubs sometimes, or the Mara's Cafe, and it was kind of like a half day out here. Yeah, that makes total anymore. sense. Yeah. I think people come down here now probably Maybe go to, yeah now maybe go to one or two stalls if they particularly want. I mean, and of course, uh, since they've knocked down nearly all of the Aylesbury Estate and all of the Haygate Estate, which were the two large estates, two of the largest estates in Europe, mm. uh, which were built so that all the streets around here, all the people were rehoused into those estates. Part of the seventies. Uh, late 60s, 70s regeneration of that whole area. Well, I say they've now knocked down all of Haygate, most of the Aylesbury. So those people again, again, have gone away. They would have had a connection to the market. So again, um, you're losing another generation going away. Yeah. So, yeah. And do you think there's any like appetite for trying to support the community of the market now, from like maybe the council or government as a whole, or? I would say no. I don't think the I don't think the government really cares much about. Uh, although it talks a good talk about community and um, markets being part of that community, I don't really think they're putting any resources in. The amount of cuts that local governments had for the last 10, 15 years, 10, 12 years, uh, it means that 
they can't really sustain us. I suspect the reason I said earlier on it's not as clean as it used to be is because they don't have enough cleaners to come around and clean it as often, or it's given out to a private contractor who probably doesn't um, commit as much to it uh, as when it used to be an in-house workforce. Uh, because the in-house workforce built up a connection with the stallholders and some of the residents. And therefore, if they didn't do their job, residents or stallholders would get onto them as well as getting onto the council. But with, with a, the arm's length of having private contractors that are employed by the council, there's not that kind of uh, link anymore. So, yeah. Because I'm in this area particularly, like with Edvin Castle and area I grew up in Peckham as well, it has changed so much. In a scary mind, it's in a very short space of time, so it's great that market still stands because I think um, it's suffering like you know cap late stage capitalism with all like Amazon and all that kind of stuff. So um, if a market is still able to be here and still serve a purpose, I think that's incredible. Business uh, is very good, very yeah. good. Yeah. But since uh, you know the online business start, yeah, you can see the market is getting much, much, much. Mm -hmm. I have to say, the government need to do something. Okay. Yeah, I need to help local people, special local shops. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. We, 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 we already told to a councillor, I already told the, M, told the MP, but nobody help us. Okay. So they must do something. Otherwise, soon we will see this market finished. Okay. I can say, yeah, one year, one year the, before you know this market, like us, is is a permanent pitch. We pay every mm -hmm. day. But uh, one year, every year, lose 40 more permanent pitch. 40. Oh. It's uh, no market kind of force like wow. this. So okay. they must do something. Yeah. You know, but we just like it tidied up so it can become a bit more sort of recognised where it's a nice market to come to. Yeah. Right now we're sort of all over the place. So we don't really mind food coming into the market. But we just want to tidy up a bit and be able to more presentable to the community yeah and do you have any hopes or ideas about the future of the market and any changes you would like to see in the future i think this market is no problem okay. the problem is it's online uh, business mm -hmm. you know we sell same stuff with online a lot of people come take a picture that buy online so oh. it's no fair for us yeah we need to pay pay the storage we need to pay the transfer the the the, the, the fee mm -hmm. the petrol everything but uh, the price the price must higher than than online shop right so i think the government will do something for example the charge the online shop some some tax mm -hmm. i thought about two percent i think it's, it's fair wow yeah okay that if um, online shop with us is the same, it's the same level. Trust me, we have, we have, uh, we can sell more. Mm -hmm. It's good for local, local people, good yeah. for local business. Yeah. yeah. For us, it's most the problem is online, online business. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. great. Thank you. Yes, we'd like to see East Street a little bit more like North Cross Road, okay. which is at the Elephant and Castle, where it's more bespoke market. We don't want to become Barrow Market because we're not really food oriented yeah. and we don't have that kind of um, passing trade where you've got a big attraction. We have to establish our own uh, feed from what we can cater yeah. to the general public. So we'd like it to be a little bit more like North Cross Road where you've got a little bit of farmer's market, you've got a little bit of um, um, household commodities. 
you know, but we just like it tidied up so you can become a bit more sort of recognised where it's a nice market to come to. Yeah. Right now we're sort of all over the place. We do get new tenders. Today we've got an Argentina store, and that's the first oh. time he's come. It's just in the middle there on 93. Okay. Oh, he's wonderful. from Argentina. Today's his first trading day. Oh, we should and he's got it. Yeah, yeah, he's got a little bespoke um, bike store, and it looks really nice. Looks like a fish out of water at the moment, but hopefully we'll get more to join. <laughs> yeah, and they're really nice, and they hopefully they'll stay. Para su negocio y para el futuro. Bueno, mi deseo es que me den un lugar dentro de lo que es eh, esta zona, ¿no? Porque no lo he logrado. Estoy aquí porque no me dieron el lugar que yo pedí. Yo pedí ahí en Elephant, en Elephant, ahí en donde está el underground. Y bueno, ahí sí tuve bastantes dificultades. Y eh, por ese motivo estoy aquí, porque este, no, no me quisieron dar en ese lugar. Entonces, este, digo, bueno, Tengo que abrirlo, tengo que abrirlo porque ya tenía todo y bueno, estoy aquí probando, pero mi meta es el Boru, el Boru, el mercado el Boru y es que me den un lugar fijo. So I think the government will do something, for example, the charge uh, online shop some, some tax. Mm -hmm. I think I think it's fair. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if uh, online shop with us is the same, it's the same level. Trust me, we have, we have, uh, we can sell more. Mm -hmm. It's good for local, local people. Okay, and do you have any hopes and visions for the future of the market and how things might change going forward another 25 years? We've got to leave it to the younger people to realise. I don't How do you think? What do you think it's going to look like in 10 years, for example? How do you think it might change in the future? But I think I would hope with the way that we're trying to focus on sustainability and all that and the environment that the place where a lot of the clothing is like reused or like clothing that they can sell in big shops or whatever or left of the stock that people feel like okay I need to come somewhere and this is a place that I can find that um, so I hope if they can like pitch that I think that'd be really cool. That's so interesting that you talk about the responsibility of consumers coming to the market to source goods. Who's, where do you think the responsibility lies for this sort of 10 years into the future vision? Is it with the people who run the market, the local councils, government, or actually people making an effort to go out of their way to, to come to the markets to source the produce that they yeah. need? I'm, I'm always on the mindset it, was, it starts at the top. I know groundwork is incredibly important and incredibly powerful, but I think um, in the economy that we are in, it starts from the top. So if the council makes a concerted effort to tell people, like, you know, this is the place that you need to come to, this is what we want, we want to support, put money into it, or whether it's marketing, whether it is a need to support it, they will come. You kind of have to tell people where to go. Because a lot of people are not going to see the like a lot of people pass through Wolf Road, so many people, um, if this is your livelihood, then you have to protect it um, and build like a ground source support. And I'm sure there's definitely people who will support that. I would be definitely one of them. Thank you for listening to Journeys, the podcast. For more information about taking part at the Young Vic, you can check us out on our website on www.youngvic.org forward slash taking hyphen part.
or you can see us on Twitter at YV Taking Part.